R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio Reemployability. So what's the first thing that enters your mind when someone says technology? Well, for my parents, it's the personal computer. For my grandparents, technology meant automobiles. Now technology is essential to run our society, sometimes making the world that it's intended to simplify much, much more complex. It invokes fear in some, excitement in others, and still more, anger and disillusionment. Well, our guest this week is Arielle Theodore. She's a dynamic specialist here at Reemployability. Her insights on technology are refreshing, inspiring, and, and very human. She provides some practical ideas on how the workers' comp industry can leverage the right technology to improve people's lives. Arielle, thanks for taking a few minutes to talk to us today. We're, this is kind of a unique uh, conversation that we're having. We've we've spoken with people with reemployability before, mostly on our service side, and talking about their interaction with injured workers and things like that. But we're going to take kind of a technology spin on things and and learn a little bit more about your experience with reemployability, the technology that we utilize, but also some technology that we're seeing happen in the workers' comp world, uh, so that folks can try to be as up to date and kind of forward thinking to get this this whole industry kind of on track with where things are going in the future. So Ariel, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me, Todd. So if you don't mind starting, just give us a little bit of your backstory uh, with reemployability. You've been here for seven years and I bet you've seen a lot of changes technology wise, both here and in the industry. So give us a little sense as to how you got into this and, and your kind of backstory with reemployability. Uh, so I kind of got into this, I would say, a little bit by accident. <laughs> um, I found reemployability when I was in my early 20s. I was living back in Tampa after college, and I was honestly a little bit directionless. So um, I had kind of figured out what I didn't want out of my career after taking some time off. I thought I was going to be going to medical school after getting a degree in biology. And so I was taking time off to kind of find myself and figure out what I really wanted out of my life and figure out what I didn't want. I had no idea what I did want. <laughs> and so I needed a job. I was, you know, here and, you know, back in Tampa and I found reemployability through a temp agency. So mm. I was brought on as a temp and I was a placement coordinator. So finding placements and working in our service department at the time. And then shortly after I was brought on as a full-time employee and continued working on placements and then moved into working as a team lead and leading other teams of placement coordinators, now our placement representatives. And then from there, um, a door opened uh, mm -hmm. for me to explore the technical side of things. And I was given that opportunity to move into the IT department and that was about five years ago. So I've been doing that ever since. And I have been helping to design processes and automations around our um, internal processes, but also uh, some of the stuff that's going to affect our external clients and our injured workers. So this was very much um, not what I expected to get out of being here. It was an interesting path. and. Um, it's cool to look back on it and see that it's kind of led me to this point. So Well, it, it is interesting because you're a biology major 
you, you, which is, I would imagine, um, it takes a lot of smarts to do that. And, and let me just preface this by you, you are probably one of the most logical thinkers I have ever spoken with. We've, I've been here for a couple of years and we've worked together closely with, with, uh, with using Dynamics, our, our CRM system. And, and every time we have a conversation, you always spell out very logically what's supposed to happen and what's not supposed to happen to a point where sometimes I, my head hurts. So you are an incredibly logical, very smart person. To go from uh, a biology major to wanting to be in the medical field to really as a placement coordinator uh, is a sales job. It's an, in, it's an inside sales job. We're trying to sell nonprofits on the injured workers that we have. To then pivoting over to IT and technical, those are, those are big jumps uh, in, in what you're doing. What was the first thing that kind of drew you to the IT world? Has is, is it always kind of been in your blood and, and it, this was just an opportunity? So at face value, it seems like biology and medicine and tech are so vastly different, but I've actually found myself kind of looking back and thinking like, what led me to this point? And it really is not that different. So like I've always, like you said, I'm a very logical person, sometimes to a fault. <laughs> um, and I've always loved puzzles. That's always been one of my favorite things to do. I've always been a bit of a tinkerer. And so I was kind of reflecting on like what drew me to biology and medicine in the first place. And it really was a desire to understand human systems and kind of bring them into a state of like optimal functioning, right? That's, that's really what the study of medicine is. It's why is the human system out of order and what do we do to bring it back into that order? And there is quite a bit of logic to it, but then there's the human element and there's mm -hmm. the element of nature that can sometimes surprise us, you know? Um, but I feel like that translates into technology really quite well because, you know, in the day to day, I'm going to be solving technical puzzles, but I'm also determining how all of these different processes fit together and designing the whole system to improve overall efficiency. Right. That's our that's the end goal when it comes to this is how do we improve efficiency and correctness, you know, mm -hmm. to make sure that we are functioning in the best way possible. So it, it might not have been something that I ever really considered for myself. If you asked me like 10 years ago, if I knew I was going to be working in tech, it wouldn't have made any sense to me. But now it kind of makes perfect sense. Like it, it really aligns in a way that I didn't really think about before. I love how you mentioned the human element of it. Uh, that's one of the things we've been focusing on this year on REA Audio and as a company as a whole is really looking at not so much the spreadsheet element of the workers comp world and what we do, but the human element and how we can make sure that we realize every day, every what the rest of this industry would call a claim is a human being and everything we do on that file affects a human being's life. And so I think sometimes, as you mentioned, people really separate technology and the human element of it. How are, how are you kind of seeing those things come closer together uh, than they were when you started? Well, technology is ultimately man-made, right? So it mimics human qualities and amplifies those human qualities. So we kind of ascribe to that the things that we want to see more of. Um, and I feel like sometimes technology gets this like bad rap because it's getting in the way of human connection, right? People mm -hmm. talk about how social media can be very damaging and we need to limit screen time. And like most people I know are way more reliant on their smartphones than they want to be, right? And, and we feel like, oh, we're tethered to this technology. But I think we sometimes forget that it has this 
real power to bring people together and people from all walks of life, right? All over the world, all over the country, all over your community. You know, it, it just, in all those different ways, you're bringing together different perspectives and different experiences. And so I feel like that's a way that technology lets us really tap into it to promote learning and growth and acceptance overall if we use it that way. Mm -hmm. And so like from my perspective, like absolutely technology with no humanity can be very dangerous. But when we're engaging with it from a place of empathy and compassion, it it's something that really enhances the human experience in maybe ways that we don't expect. But I feel like that's the ultimate goal is it's a man-made thing to make man better. It's almost like some things, like to me, life is a pendulum and it seems like new things come out and and people embrace it and everything's great. And then we take it a little bit too far and, and then everybody hates it. And then we pull it back and then people stop using it. And then it comes back again to like a good spot and then nobody uses it. And then we're like, well, we got to use it again. It's like, it swings back and forth. There's never a happy medium. It's either this end or this end. Uh, and I, I can see that with, uh, you know, human interaction. We, we rely a lot on the non-human end of technology. Look at Zoom, right? We're doing this over Zoom. And I think a lot of people over the past two years have really embraced video conferencing, which is awesome but we don't wanna lose that human interaction. I would much rather sit across the table from you and do this, right? So um, I, I think we have to be able to um, kind of moderate, mo moderate, I think is the word, to make sure that we're not always at the at the bookends of things, but we're, we're using things, you know, where it's the most helpful. So with regards to the workers' comp world, over the past seven years that you've been with reemployability, how have you seen technology improve, not just the way we do things, but the way the industry has done things and made it more efficient? So internally, I think I've seen the way that we as an organization have been able to not only capture more data, but kind of act on it. Um, and it impacts our business strategy. It drives the overall like decisions related to our internal processes. But it also gives us a way to kind of automate away the more tedious aspects of office work, you know, and, and I, I think automation is kind of a dirty word, right? Because people think, well, you're automating this, you're taking away someone's job. And, and ultimately, we're not. I think the goal of that kind of enhancement is to really empower employees to do what they do best, you know, keep that human element and connect with other people and foster the relationships that keep the business thriving and that that make you really want to come to work. I feel like anybody who you ask, like, what do they love about being here? It's the people. And it's not just the people you work with. It's the people that you get to interact with outside of the company as well. So I feel like that's been a huge thing internally that I've been able to see and, and get to be a part of, which has been amazing mm -hmm. um but then in the industry itself like you think about workers comp and it's centered around people working with other people you know and, and we do it internally and we have so many different parties we have employers and adjusters and all of these different hands in the pot right but i feel like the biggest piece of technology at that point that's kind of had an impact in this industry has been the cloud as a whole right it's given us a new way for different organizations and teams and individuals to kind of interact with each other more closely. And, you know, you get 
your data is accessible from anywhere, right? And people can collaborate in these digital spaces in ways that were really kind of impossible before then. You know, before then it was okay, well, I want us to work on this thing together. Maybe, maybe technology is only so far that I can send you a fax instead mm -hmm. of like, hey, we're working on this document live together and collaborating much more closely. Mm -hmm. um, so in our own organization, we have things like Dynamics and SharePoint to manage our own like database and documents and internal processes. But then that also extends to our use of the portal and real time. And that enhances the client experience and the individual's like injured worker experience with our program. So I feel like it's just been really interesting to see how much like as technology has grown, our ability to experience it together has also grown. You know, it's really interesting. It's the way uh, I keep thinking back about your progress to where you are now with reemployability. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about what your future holds, because uh, we were just talking about that a little bit earlier. One of my experiences with people in the IT world is that communication. It seems like, um, and this isn't a knock on the IT world, people are so smart and so logical thinking that sometimes it's hard for them to express that and to educate and help people who may not necessarily think in the same way that they do, right? People think in different ways. That's why there's salespeople and IT people, and right, it, thank goodness we're all different. But it, it takes a special person to be able to take that logic, to take that IT mentality and share it with somebody who may not be as um, open to adaption, uh, ad adaption, open to adoption of certain technologies. And we have conversations both internally with new folks here and externally with our clients and nonprofits and injured workers. And that's always a big struggle. At what level of adoption are they with certain technologies? Can you talk a little bit about how you approach explaining things to people, not only that they understand how to utilize certain technologies, but so that they want to understand. I think that's one of the big things. It's like, I don't, I've never done that before. I'm not going to do that. And can you imagine if we were all like that 10 years ago with cell phones or, or whatever, how, how do you interpret those things for folks? I feel like it kind of comes down to putting yourself into their own experience at the time, right? Because I feel like we as people tend to shape our own mindset around like, okay, well, what is this going to do for me? Right? And, and what is technology going to do for me? What has it done for me lately? And, and so I think there's this idea that adoption has to be centered around like, okay, this is happening. So you need to do it. Like, it's just, it's just the way it is. And we're riding this wave and, and all of that. But I really think that if you come back to a core of like, ultimately this is going to enhance your experience. If I can get back to the why, if I can really help. And I feel like, especially with people that don't necessarily understand the technical aspects of it, we focus on the why we focus on, you know, not only what problem are we trying to solve, but why have we chosen to solve it this particular way? And what impact is that going to have on you specifically because we can tell people all day long this is the impact this is going to have on the business and that's extremely important but on an individual level each person needs to understand how that is going to enhance their own experience mm -hmm. so i think it's it's tricky sometimes to to kind of find that balance because some decisions from a technical perspective you make them because they just make sense you know and you can you can diagram things out and you can try to explain it um 
as like eloquently as possible, but ultimately it's just, it makes sense to do it this way. Mm -hmm. But if you can frame it from that perspective and kind of come back to that, I think it really helps. So Ariel, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you today is that unfortunately you're not going to be with us for too much longer and you are taking a lot of what you've talked about in, in the technology aspect and going to kind of transfer it into a role where you are actually going to kind of be supporting and teaching and educating and implementing and, and all that fun stuff. Can you just super briefly tell us where you're going? Um, what that role is going to be. And then next week, what I'd like to do is talk to you a little bit more about some of the experiences you've had here with regards to the workers' comp world and how maybe we can help people who are struggling to get others to be integrated into the technology that we know is going to be necessary in order to be efficient and, and do what we need to do. So where are you headed, Ariel? So I have been extremely fortunate to be offered a position with Microsoft, um, which when I made the decision to leave reemployability, which really has been one of the hardest decisions I've made in a long time. I, I don't think I've ever been in a position to leave a job I love and to leave a place I love. And that's kind of unique. Um, and I kind of wish that on more people, you know, to find a, find yourself in a position where like, I don't want to leave, <laughs> but I've had to kind of think about what is going to really force me to grow in the ways that I want to continue growing. And so like, that's kind of what shaped it. And I am really, really excited to be going, but also it's extremely bittersweet. Um, but I will be working as a customer engineer. So that is going to entail um, acting kind of as a technical advisor and doing a lot of what I'm doing here at reemployability, but on a bit of a larger scale. and trying to facilitate adoption across you know large scale organizations but also to help shape their own business strategies around the technology that's available and to insert that in a way that's going to really help them grow and have an impact on whatever communities they might serve so that's something that i'm really excited about but i also recognize that you know everything that i've done here at reemployability has kind of led to this point you know i've been given a lot of opportunities, which I'm sure we'll kind of talk about the different roles I've had in the company, but um, it's been quite a ride and I, I'm not not so happy to be getting off. You know, it's, yeah. it's again, like it makes me sad to think about, but I, I know that it's something that's going to be really good for me in the long term and it's going to allow me to continue to have an impact. So I'm just I'm really, really excited about that. Well, we're certainly going to miss you, but I got you for one more week, so yes. don't go anywhere, okay? <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks for listening this week to REA Audio. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, please let us know. Email todd at reemployability.com. Also, please follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content at listen to rea.com. We'll finish up with Ariel next week discussing where technology is going both in and out of the workers' comp world and how best to encourage and inspire folks to embrace new ways of doing things, making sure to keep it human. Have a fantastic rest of your week.